0: Good evening, everybody staying up late with us on Saturday night. Gabe DeArmond, Gerard Hamilton here in the press box at Memorial Stadium at Faroe Field. Missouri, a 45-14 winner over New Mexico State tonight. Appreciate those of you who are hanging hanging out with us late after a, uh, I don't know, a game a cold one, not a lot of you are here. Many of you probably at home to be able to uh, to hang out with us. So appreciate that while you're here, like the show, subscribe to the channel, do all those things. More importantly than that, go to 573 teas.com. Look, Christmas is coming up. I know you guys don't have any shopping done. I've done absolutely nothing. I've got nothing for my family. My wife, I think, has done some of it, but I've done nothing. My wife currently has no Christmas presents. She might just get a whole bunch of stuff from 573Ts. I don't know how she'll feel about it, but you guys probably got people in your lives who will like it. Help them out, local company, great guys, uh, do a lot of stuff for us. Gerard's got the Power Mizzou polo on they made for us. Uh, They did not make this sweater, but I do have plenty of stuff at home that they did make for me. Uh, Gerard, I I don't know, man. At halftime, we are sitting there going, I don't know what to say about this game. I feel like it picked up a little bit in the second half. We we at least came up with a few things we can say about this game.
1: It picked up because we got to see people we didn't see. I mean, even mm-hmm. mostly through the third quarter, it was just like, all right, I forgot who who scored the last touchdown. Was it was it uh no one's person who who scored the last touchdown for it to um, be like a pick six? It was the pick six, I think. Dalen Carnell. Dalen Carnell. Okay, yeah. You know, you know, after that pick six, that's kind of what was just like he has to, right? Like, I forgot maybe it was up 28 at that point, but that's when it felt like, okay, things we don't know for once happening.
0: So let's get the, the first three quarters or so out of the way first. I, I was interested, Eli Drinkwitz reacted to this one much the way you and I did. It was fine. Like, it wasn't It wasn't this, oh, my gosh, everything's okay. Like, somebody said, asked him how big was it for the defense to bounce back. He said, I thought they were okay. You know and and that's kind of what it was they did what they should have done to a team that look i know new mexico states ad those those kids play hard they deserve credit but that's not a good football team that is a football team missouri should beat by 31 points almost every time they play um you know i'm hearing that we've got no sound uh hopefully i uh, one person is telling me no sound so if this is a widespread issue, somebody else please tell me. But um, so far, it's only one guy, so I'm going to assume it's a problem on his end. If it's a problem for everybody else, I assume we'll start getting comments. Anyway, um, they were fine. They were okay. Um, I, I don't think they were great. They were good enough on this night. They covered. Cool. Move on to the next one.
1: Yeah, it's still 8-16 on third down. That's what New Mexico State was, 8-16 to on third down, 2-2 two two in the red zone. Um, and New Mexico State coming into this game was ranked 120th in third down. Obviously, some of that came in in the later stages of the game when it was out of proportion. And, you know, Missouri wasn't being as aggressive as they probably, you know, usually are. But, uh, yeah, it was all right. Uh, again, I kept saying this. If you was following the quick threads, uh, it seemed like more of a game of what New, um, what New Mexico State couldn't really do, more so than Missouri kind of forcing their will on them. Again, they did do what they needed to do, but it just seemed like on so many plays, offensively and defensively, uh New Mexico State just they just didn't have the talent to compete really at the end of the day.
0: Totally agree. Basically what they had was a quarterback that could run around a little bit. And they didn't have any, I mean, Missouri was just lining up and handing the ball off and getting four yards of carry. They'd get in third and two, New Mexico State couldn't stop them and, and they'd keep going. So I, I don't want to go like overly negative, but, What I learned about this, like, it's two things. Because I said four weeks ago, look, the best way for this team to have any success this season is to just run the ball, try to not make mistakes, and win games like 24-20 or whatever. And so I understand that tonight is what this offense is, but that doesn't mean that it's not disappointing. I, I mean, this is the least explosive offense I've seen here since 2015. They just... And it's not, hey, they're not tricky enough. They're not creative enough. You shouldn't have to be tricky or creative against New Mexico State to bust a couple 60-yard touchdowns. And Missouri didn't do that. They weren't really close to that. They had one nice pass down the seam to Tavoris Jones. Other than that, like it was just kind of methodical. There was nothing explosive, nothing that you looked at and said, well, they just have so much better athletes that guys are just running past them.
1: Yeah, and I think probably the one on Jones, I gotta look back on it, but that was probably more so bad coverage than something than something else. Mm-hmm.
0: Well I, I, yeah, but how many times this year have we said, oh my god, there's a guy wide open and they don't make that play?
1: Right, right. But I will say this though, and again, if he was following the threads, I don't I want to make it seem like I was hating on, on Brady Cook because he had a really good game, his second, yeah. you know, you know, solid game in a row, but there was at least three times I said gay. Or Gabe said to me, wide open touchdown, like wide open. If you just throw the ball, you've got a touchdown. And then he had one play early on where he threw the ball to Dominic Lovett in double coverage. We've talked about, you know, him throwing to five nine, five ten receivers in double coverage. It doesn't matter who they are. That's not, that's not the bag for these receivers, these type of receivers. They beat guys and Dominic Lovett had to slow himself up to contest it. And it felt like played defensive back for a second. So, he was kind of throwing passes he didn't need to throw, and then he missed a number of passes that could have been touchdowns. Even on uh, Horse Camp's touchdown, he had somebody beat, you know, that would have caught the ball in the end zone, and he was three three steps ahead of his guy. So,
0: Yeah. Uh, so I want to get this out of the way. I want to finish up the negative with this. This game was 21 nothing at halftime, I think if that is a power five team an sec team on the other side of the football and missouri plays the same first half same approach offensively all that what's the score at halftime uh because i think it might have been a scoreless game
1: yeah that's about right i'm thinking i'm thinking about when uh new mexico state scored but that was was that third quarter they have yeah, one they scored quarter-
0: one in the third and one in the fourth.
1: Okay, yeah, that third quarter drive was much worse to me than the fourth quarter drive. So, yeah, it'd be it'd probably be scoreless. Um, but knowing them, the way they get backed up on these third down situations, I don't know if they go 9 or 14 or whatever it is. I right. feel like right. because of the defense, I, I they didn't play great. So I could see them going into halftime being down, honestly, if you put – even an average level SEC team or power five team, to be honest with you.
0: Okay. So let's get to to some of the good. Um, ATO says that Luther Burden showed a lot of flash tonight. So I'm, I go both ways on it. He did. No question. I mean, like the, the screen pass that he scored on, you said it immediately. He went the wrong way. Like his blocker was set up inside was showing the guy toward the sideline and Luther cuts around and goes outside and he's just fast enough and athletic enough to make the play. But, He gives you some things that nobody else on this team gives you. He's clearly a superior athlete. He's got a nose for the end zone, all that. The next step for him is we've seen this against Louisiana Tech and Abilene Christian and and New Mexico State. I want to see that game, that production, against a big boy football team. That's the next step for Luther Burden.
1: No, no, you're right. Yeah, that, that was the first thing I, I noticed on that play was he went around all all his guys on this play. I'm trying to look at his stats. He did have a, a game versus uh, Vanderbilt, four for 66 and a touchdown. Uh, he had a rushing touchdown in there, too. So, you know, he's he, he's been decent, and he's putting up a lot of these touchdowns that, like, we were wondering after the first couple of games, like, could he be able to do it? He was, it seemed like before the bye week, he was always seeming to be a little hurt and whatever I think he's adjusted to the game a little bit better and I do like that on the set sheet it's going to show up as rushing touchdowns but the screen games and stuff to him the jet sweeps and stuff like I feel like as a fan you probably can get behind that because he's touching the ball a lot but you don't have to throw the ball open to him like Dominic Lovett and wait for him to be in space and all that you can use him underneath
0: in his like his it's not coincidental that his production has been in Missouri wins, because his production has been against the bad teams on the schedule. Missouri's wins have been against the bad teams on the schedule, but like I, I was struck. We talked to him after the game tonight, and you know he said a couple things that I thought were telling. He said, you know, what do you think you've improved at the most? And he said said blocking. And then somebody asked him kind of what he'd learned from from guys like Barrett Bannister and Toski Dove that have been around a while, and he said. just kind of taught me how to carry myself and how to approach it like a pro and said i I think just the way i am in the building day-to-day now is a little bit different and is is earning me more playing time i think that the adjustment to college even for a kid who is good as luther burden is just took a little longer than everybody thought it was including luther but if he can make that, he gets a full off season. Like, I think we could see the kind of jump from him next year that we've seen from Dom Lovett this year.
1: Yeah, I agree. I th- yeah, that jump from I'm the superstar wide receiver in the country to now I'm, I'm, I'm a solid starter that still has a lot to learn, though, in the SEC. I think his, you can see the mentality change or mindset change that, like, the stuff I was getting away with in high school – he's done less and less of that although he did catch a punt just like this like it was like right right had, and he still does things like this where he's picking up punts that are bouncing towards him really late and stuff like that but a lot of the emotion that we're seeing isn't he's just playing the game you know he's not pouting as much i probably he's probably still doing yes. it, not as much you know showy and stuff that the cameras are picking up you know i'm sure barrett and Toski were like listen you know you were that guy at east st louis with this, this is a everybody was that guy until they yeah. got here to the sec so
0: yeah uh i, I want to jump to the questions and if you guys have questions comments we've already got a bunch of them feel free to to add them in we're gonna go through them you know relatively quickly appreciate we got 150 people on here that's awesome for 11 o'clock on a saturday night against to, uh you know low-level um, um, FBS team. So we want to get to what you guys want to talk about. And I know what everybody wants to talk about. We knew it. Colby Schneider says, have to question drink on the QB play at the end. Sam's the future. Jack's not. Why not, Why play Jack the last two series? Um, so, Gerard, I, I want you to go first on, on just kind of your thoughts on Sam Horn gets one series, then Jack Abraham gets a couple. Just your reaction to the quarterback rotation and all that, and then, then I got some thoughts on it. The only thing that it's not that bad,
1: but like we just thought Abraham would have played first because to be honest, Abraham has been you know pegged as the true backup. We know in the depth chart; it says Or and stuff, but based off what we've seen earlier and just what we know, we know who's where. So for for most parts on on the depth chart, so that was the only confusing thing. It it's senior night. What what is he gonna do? He's gonna not let the seventh year guy. Or whatever not play on senior he's probably not gonna play next week and he hasn't really played since kansas state i believe or maybe abilene christian i don't really remember but early abilene christian
0: season. a little bit yeah. I think, yeah. yeah
1: so what was the one series you know it wasn't like sam horn lit up his drive either so right
0: yeah and and i agree with t rise here Jack's played college ball for 100 years. This was probably his last chance to play. He came here when no one else would have no problem with giving him the last two series. So I want to say this, and you said it. Jack Abraham is this team's backup quarterback. I know the fans want Sam Horn. He's the shiny new toy. He's the future. I get all of that. Jack Abraham has done more to earn playing time this year than Sam Horn has, based on the fact he's the number two guy. Now, you guys might not like that, but it's true. He has earned more playing time than Sam Horn has. And that's what it's about being rewarded for the work you've put in and what you've done. Um, also, look, I'm just going to be honest. It, it's great to get Sam out there for a series. Cool. The fans wanted it. He's put time in. Cool. You got him out there for a series. What does one more series matter? What's going to Is he going to be a better quarterback next year because he played two series against New Mexico State, then won? No, he, he played. He got on the field. Good for him. And also, now, Gerard, you tell me if you had the same read on this as I did. I asked Drink after the game, I said, you know, getting those guys in. And this was not a Sam Horn specific question. There were a lot of guys that played their first college snaps tonight. And I said, getting those guys in, even if it's only for a series or a handful of plays, like, Is that more a reward for, hey, you've put in a lot of time this year? Or does that, can that actually help development? And he said, no, I think it can help development, getting out there, experience what the game's like, blah, blah, blah. And he said, we had a few guys that I thought took advantage of that. And then he went on kind of a long thing that said, we had a lot of guys that didn't take advantage of, that weren't in the right mindset, that I didn't think took advantage of their opportunities and did the right thing and blah, blah, blah. He didn't say any names. I kind of think I know one of the guys he
1: met. I mean, I think what's just as telling is when you asked him your follow-up was who were some of those guys? And he said, Jelani, and he said Dalen. And we've seen those guys play. I mean, Jalen Marshall. Played... Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jalen and Jalen Marshall. But but you know, for the main part, you know, Dalen obviously had to pick six, but he's been looking like a stud all year. Everybody right. knows he's like, we know he's up next next year. And then as far as uh a Jelani. Like, yeah, he hasn't played as much, but seeing him on the field isn't like, oh, my goodness, Jelani Williams is on the field. You've seen him on the field. You know, it, when it came to the guys you just mentioned about, you know, Tavares Jones, Sam Hurley.
0: Jones put the ball on the, he on the turf.
1: He lost yeah. the fumble too. So, you – those I don't know. I didn't expect him to say that, like, okay, I, we, I, finally, I finally let the guys play. But to be honest, you know –
0: I wasn't impressed.
1: Yeah, I wasn't impressed, and, like, literally, and and in this sense, they fumbled the bag, basically. Like, I gave them a chance now, and didn't make much of it.
0: Look, let us also be fair to Sam Horn here. He threw a bullet that had Missouri first and goal on the one-yard line that was called back because Mitchell Walters was downfield. So, like, that does – it doesn't count in the stat sheet, but we did see it. So he does deserve a little credit for that, but hey, you know what he also might have done?
1: He, he also might
0: have got their most consistent receiver not playing against he Arkansas. Cool. He, I,
1: yeah, because they could still go to. I was about to say he basically ended Barrett Bannister's career prematurely if that injury series. uh Drink said he doesn't have an injury update on you know McGuire, Charleston, Bannister, all the guys who.
0: Abram Con- Strain, Hopper, like...
1: Yeah, yeah, the guys who are banged up, and those are... They
0: got banged up in this ...valuable
1: game. pieces, yeah, but uh, that's one of those plays that you, you... When you're watching football, commentators talk about it, you can't throw the passes that are going to lead your receivers into hits like that because it looked like the guy's helmet just right into banister. We don't know if it's collarbone, chest, rib, whatever, but it, it looked pretty bad. He he needed help going off the field.
0: Yeah, Barrett got to the sideline and didn't look like he was real steady on his feet to be quite honest yeah so and we don't know
1: I don't know if it was a upper body injury but I also see them looking at his leg like he just got yeah. blown up on the play like it, it could be a number of things
0: and so look we we both understand the Sam Horn and I still think he's probably the quarterback of the future and the starting quarterback next season right but like if you came out of this game thinking you know that thinking Why hasn't that guy been playing? I saw so much. Then you're just seeing what you want to see. Like you're not seeing what happened on the field.
1: Yeah. And and, and for Jack, Abraham, Jack to me, honest, Jack Abraham alone probably jumped to the number two spot sometime early in fall camp when they were saying it was a Cuban battle, just for the fact that one, he was a transfer with experience. And if you have experience like him, I'm sure picking up the playbook much easier than a true freshman, you know, Try to pick up the playbook so off principle alone he was probably always number two at
0: the least and this all goes back to it's real easy for us to sit here and for fans to sit out there and say well we're playing for next year this team is playing for six wins in a bowl game like you you and i can talk about how impressive we think that is or how worth it it is but it does matter to those guys and this is not hey I don't think Sam Horn earned it, but I'm just going to throw him out there because the fans want to see him and the media is asking about it. Like, that's not how this works, man. It's a meritocracy and he's going to play the guys that earned it. So let's let's quick fire through uh, questions and comments. David Crank says, Burden Lovett, zero catches downfield. Can you explain? Partly I can explain, yes, because two times in the first quarter to quarter and a half, I saw Dom Lovett running downfield like this Hey, I'm here, throw him the ball. That guy's way, way far away from me. And that guy's also not close to me. And they didn't throw him the ball. Like, I don't know. And it's so easy to sit up in the press box and go, that guy's open. Why is he not throwing the ball? I don't have 300-pound dudes chasing me. I don't have an offensive line in front of me that's almost got me killed 27 times this year. I think Brady Cook's gotten better. Yeah. I- but he is hesitant. And I don't know if it's hesitant because he doesn't see it or hesitant because he doesn't trust himself to make that I don't know but there are opportunities downfield that aren't taken and they happen every game
1: yeah I was saying I said a few times like it seems like he he needs to see you open before he throws it he doesn't have he doesn't anticipate throws where it's just like I know he's going to break his route now so I should throw it a little bit before it to like meet up simply he doesn't really do that so it was either he's missing guys or um you know it could have been his offensive line he's just he doesn't know if he can make the pass a number of things
0: right so overall you know i i mean brady was solid tonight and, and i don't want to make this shit on brady like that's not fair he played a solid game for sure he is a limited quarterback i mean it's what we've been saying for eight weeks he's a limited quarterback tonight is the way this team has to win games um you know, so let's see. Uh, some of the young defensive guys have a lot of work to do in the offseason. No question. And, and look, we may, we may get a look at some of them sooner than anybody wants to because, I mean, you just said the names. Isaiah McGuire, Chris Abrams, Drain, Tyron Hopper, Joseph Charleston did not finish this game. That's four starters. Now, that very well could be a situation where, like, look, if this is Arkansas, can they play? Sure. But New Mexico State ain't beating us. You got a little dinged up. Just take the jersey off and chill. Like, that could be the case. We don't know what's wrong with those guys. But until we find out, that's a concern. Yeah,
1: I mean, to be honest, I I, I take it the way you just said it. Like, I didn't feel like we saw anybody go into the tunnel on, on some, like, this is a serious problem, except Bannister. He was the one who was more the most shaken up.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Bannister, I feel pretty comfortable saying I don't think he's playing on Friday. Cause like, also it's a short week. Like that one day doesn't matter. There's, there's no question about that. Um, let's see, uh, t- t- trying to see if we've got anything else. Last year's defense was horrifying. Look at everything that could go wrong. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Last year was, um, let's see um I'm still like most of this is is about horn and and Abraham and and I get that um atheo says I want to go bowling like look Friday is a big game like it is six and six is better than five and seven six and six gives you a shot at a winning record Friday would be Missouri's best win of the year yes yep
1: yeah. South Carolina at the time – I mean, yes, it is going because it's getting them bowling. But South Carolina was a good win at the time, especially considering what South Carolina just I did. Think, to-
0: I think Arkansas is a better team than South Carolina. you agree? They've got a better
1: quarterback for sure. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I just – I need to see what happened with, with tonight's game with them. I need to see why they, they did Tennessee like
0: that. Why they hung 60 on Tennessee? Yeah. I, yeah.
1: I need to see how they – I mean their defense was always solid i guess but to limit them to what was the score 30,
0: 30 31 yeah i mean like has spencer rattler just been sandbagging for three years is this the five-star guy he just he just been he's just been waiting for the right time to show us all he's really actually good
1: i told you up here he's trying to pull the kellen mind and, and trying to sneak into the backgrounds of the draft with a, a signature performance because I feel the same way about him at the college level that I'm going to feel about Will Levis at the pro level. I don't see, it. I, yeah. I don't see, I don't get it.
0: Yeah, um, let's see. Uh, the students killed the student section all year. They got a day off. I I do want to say, like, I I've been coming to games at this stadium for like 35 years. This was probably the fewest people I've ever seen during an actual game, and I don't blame anyone who was not here. Like, this was a brutally cold night out there, man. I was freezing walking over from the parking lot.
1: Yeah, I was down there pregame for like 20, 30 minutes. I had these big, thick gloves. I had my hand warmer, and my, my fingers and toes were getting numb really fast, and, and there was a lot of kids out here who, who didn't have their shirts on. I hope they they like you know, eating Thanksgiving through straws this week because
0: Yeah.
1: This is gonna to be tough.
0: I mean, I think I think honestly to be at that game even fully clothed, you gotta be like, there's borderline something wrong with you. If you're there with your shirt off, dude, you're not right. Something the, yeah. like you you need some some sort of therapy.
1: The only thing I can think of is I want to go to a Missouri game so bad. I'm gonna buy tickets and not really paying attention to the date. And just, ah, uh, well, I, I paid. That's right. the only thing I can think of of why somebody would do this.
0: Right. I, I already paid 40 bucks. I'm going no matter what. As Stuart right. West brings up early what I think is the theme of this season. Uh, when you remember the way they played Georgia, they played to the level of their opponents all year. Now, they didn't against K-State or Tennessee. But for the most part, yes, they have matched the level of their opponent, which is – that's the sign of an immature team, you know, like – you play as well as you have to play to compete. Well, sometimes that, that can burn you. Now, tonight, I thought they kind of played intensity-wise to the level of New Mexico State. They were just a lot more talented. But, like, when I look back on this year, dude, that Auburn loss, like, Auburn's not good. Florida's not good. Like, all, all this – and I, I was saying this about old Miss earlier today. Ole Miss, I thought, was the fifth best team in the SEC. I'm not sure they are after what happened to them tonight, but I, I actually expected them to get beat by Arkansas. But my point was I was talking to somebody about Lane Kiffin. Okay, so he lost to LSU and Alabama. Those are the only two good teams LSU or Ole Miss played all year. You Even in this league, All you have to do is beat bad teams and you're going to win average to bad teams and you're going to win eight or nine games. If Missouri had beaten the average to bad teams they played this year, well, they got a win over Florida, they got a win over Kentucky, and they got a win over Auburn. And that makes them eight and three. Like, all you've got to do is beat teams that aren't good and you're going to win eight games every single year.
1: Yeah, I mean, Drink said like the... The theme of this week was played to the standard, and you just made up like a point. Like I'm thinking, is their standard playing up or down to whoever the competition? is? It has I'm been not, this year. I'm, I'm not even being funny. Like all those games, and you're, and maybe not even at their the standard of other teams because most of the times they lose those games. They played like Auburn, and they still lost um, when they should have won. Same thing with Florida; like they still felt like they played just a little bit below, even. You know those team standards and that can't be your your mantra like we've got to play to our standard well if your standard is playing to you know your competition that's that's not that great it's not great
0: yeah yeah this is interesting I, I literally only put this on the screen because of the user's name Mizzou fan number seven still hearing love it is going into the portal look I just want to say Mizzou fan number seven, Dominic Lovett is number seven. If you are related to Dominic, if you are more than a Mizzou fan of number seven, hit us up and slide in the DMs. Let us know. I Like, I haven't heard that. I don't know. Look, everybody, it's possible could end up in the portal. I, I don't know. Uh, but, Like, I don't want to start spreading rumors because I haven't heard anything about Dominic. I Like I said, wouldn't put it up except for the screen name. Caught my eye. Uh, Todd Julian says, let's go seven and six and call this season a victory. Do you call that a victory? If they beat Arkansas and win a bowl game, is that a good year?
1: It's the smallest of incremental progress you can make because all the losses are, they're so, they're so bad in different ways. It's either you're getting blown out by a lot or you're losing really close. And the thing is like, can that does that mean? Does that necessarily translate to wins next year? So can you say, well, we lost by one possession to Georgia and Auburn, and Florida, and all this? That means we're going to we can definitely beat them next year. No, that does not mean that. That does not mean that. So it's too to be determined. But it's a small, very, very, very small incremental progress to me.
0: I said at the beginning of the year, I had to see seven and five to see progress in the regular season, like bowl games. Bowl games are a crapshoot, and sometimes you show up to play Navy in the Texas Bowl and your team doesn't care about being there, and Navy does, and Navy beats you. Sometimes you show up to a bowl game, and all of a sudden the head coach decides he should tell the best player on the team to not play, and you lose to heart. Like, bowl games are weird. I, I put no stock in the result of a bowl game. So I said 7-5 and five regular season was what I needed to see. We didn't see it. And, look, you can tell me all you want. Well, they had a freak call go against them against Kentucky, or – They missed a field goal they should have made against Auburn. Well, those things happen, man. I mean, again, Alabama is two plays from undefeated and three plays from six and five. That's sports. Every single team, every single year can pick out four plays that change their entire season. Gerard and I can list three plays, and if you change those three plays, the Kansas City Chiefs have won three Super Bowls in four years. But they haven't. It It doesn't count. The, so look all, 7 and 6 is the best you can do it's it would maybe salvage where you're saying well this isn't a big step backward but I will not I will not call it a step forward because and here's the main reason why I still sit here and I'm going to sit here after whenever their bowl game is and I am not going to know if next year's starting quarterback is on this roster and good enough.
1: Correct. And again, let's, let's think about their wins, even if they did finish seven and six. So you've got four wins that we said there were gimme wins from the start of the season. Then you had a win at South Carolina, which is, it was a winnable game, but like, it would kind of surprise us a little bit. Like we, we didn't think they'd play that well. And they got that win. Um, Arkansas has been up and down, like the way they played Ole Miss, like we've also seen very bad Arkansas. And so like, it wouldn't surprise me either way. If Arkansas came in here and won or if Missouri, you know, just locked them down. And then you're talking about a bowl game where the other team, if that team, whoever it is, expected themselves to go to a bigger bowl and lost some games down the stretch and now they're facing Missouri. That's one of those games where, all right, you're you're gonna go to the draft, you're going to the draft. Don't don't worry about playing in this game or let's see some younger talent. And you can't really gauge much from that game. So again, you can't take that over for the next season.
0: And, look, we are down the road here, but, like, we think they're going to make a bowl game even if they're 5-7, and seven, to be honest. We found out tonight that Missouri's APR is better than Vanderbilt's, which – what the hell, Vanderbilt? What are you doing? Uh, but, anyway, um, like, we think they'll make a bowl game regardless. But, I don't know, Isaiah McGuire playing in that game? You know, is, is – I mean, there's a lot of guys that – I, you know, uh, is Tyron Hopper playing in
1: that game? I think it's
0: Are you saying if they're and five?
1: In that game? Or you're saying if they're five and seven and go to a bowl, not six and six and go to a bowl. No, bowl.
0: even six
1: and six. Well, my thing How is, many
0: guys are playing in that game.
1: What, what, what confuses me about college football is if you're going to play next week to help your team get to the bowl, why then sit out the bowl?
0: I know. I ones? agree. Like, sure. I mean, if
1: you've got them that far, I get injury and all, but like. I don't know what another game is going to do to you. I feel like the chances of you suffering a catastrophic injury is, I mean, it's the same as you getting one to any other point in the season. So,
0: In practice, like right. Yeah. Uh, Scott Fitz said, will the SEC get rid of these November out-of-conference games with OU and Texas coming? They're terrible. Uh, Gerard did, I believe, say at one point tonight, why are they playing this game now? <laughs> um, it just, and, it's just very random. Yeah, look, this is what the SEC does – they almost every sec team schedules one of these throwaway games in sometime in november and there's two reasons for it first of all it gives you kind of a break like alabama starters are going to go into the the iron bowl next week basically having had two weeks off so if you are in position to win something it kind of sets you up for okay we played eight straight weeks now let's we get this week pretty much off because we play somebody that can't possibly beat us. Our starters are hopefully only going to play a half and it's not going to be stressful. And then we got these last two weeks. Let's charge up. The other thing is the trade off for this is getting things like, you know, conference games in week one. Uh, Missouri, Georgia has been in week two before. Missouri, South Carolina has been early in the season. And I actually kind of like that because back when they were in the Big 12, they'd play these four crappy out of conference games in the month of September. And while the SEC teams were out here playing games that mattered, I felt like Missouri's season didn't start till October 1st. So the trade off for getting that game in week two or three, where you feel like, okay, college football season's really here, is you get this week in November and it, look, there's always going to be, there's going to be two or three games out of 12, which is the thing I hate about college football that you go, yeah, this really doesn't matter. It just so happens that that one is in November in this league. And I don't know that's it, they all happen sometimes, you know, um, Javon says uh still know Elijah Young, what's going on with him? I, I think Gerard, you pointed this out during the game. Well,
1: we know why he's not playing. He's getting the Nate Peake treatment. I mean, he fumbled a very that that uh the Tyler Macon play. That's, uh, y'all know what it means. He fumbled the pitch that was a clean pitch last week. And once you once you lose a fumble like Tavoris Jones, I'm pretty sure that's one of those guys Dreap is like yeah. It kind of blew the opportunity. He had the reception, but you give up that football. You are going to his doghouse.
0: Yeah, Eric Case points out, Ryan Horsecamp first reception, first TD. Made a nice nice move, got a, got a block. I think it was from Cody Schrader out on the corner. I'm not 100% sure, but like Gerard was, was losing his mind because there was some dude open in the end zone, and I'm like, yo, Gerard, he just scored. And you were like, whoa, whoa, wait, they scored?
1: Yeah, that was a play where somebody was – make it in the end zone. like He could have got a cup of coffee, um, but Cook didn't see. At that point, that was his third or fourth time of me saying, there's a guy for a touchdown, and he didn't. So I went like this. I was just like, ah, and then you said he scored, and I, I was very confused. But Horse Camp has, to me, impressed me. He showed the most, like I guess, oomph out of all the tight ends yeah. I've seen, seen this season, just looking like, hey, I could possibly get the ball thrown to me. I haven't really felt if that way
0: throughout the season. Even. Even for a dude like me who's 5'8", that's a low bar to clear being the best tight end on this team. But uh, but credit to Ryan. That's a cool moment for him. He'll he'll, he'll remember that. Like, I, I'm not trying to belittle that at all. Uh, J. Real, what was the crowd like when Horn entered the game? I mean, the 900 30, people who were still here seemed to cheer.
1: All 37 of them.
0: Whoa. Yeah.
1: I mean.
0: Like, they were excited, but they're, they're really, I mean – and how many people do you seriously think were here at the end of the game, 2,500?
1: It, it wasn't very much. And I know if I was one of those people, because I feel like I am i don't care what the score is, I'm going to get my money's worth and sit through this game. But I know I'm thinking, bro, come on, let's let's run the ball. I want him to come in the game and hand it off every play. But, uh, I mean, it was moderate cheers for you know, who were here.
0: Yep, no question. Uh, Gerard, I don't know if Lisa is related to you, but she's a big fan. Hey, mom.
1: What you? Oh, <laughs> mom, you got me like cheesing on here.
0: What's going on? There you on? go. There, there you go, man. We we got got to get that on on there. My oh, dad's constant. called into the post show before. Back oh, that's great. Home that's
1: home. great. I'm gonna call awesome. you up after this, Ma. Appreciate there you. you.
0: Go. There you go. Um, yeah. So look, weird game. Um, or weird week in the SEC, man. I mean, just like let's kind of wrap it up there. I expected Arkansas to beat Ole Miss. I did not expect Arkansas to embarrass Ole Miss. I did not expect South Carolina to beat Tennessee. And do you, you may know this. I don't know if you watched any of this game. Do you know the last time Vanderbilt beat Florida in Nashville?
1: I think I've seen a tweet that said, like, 88,
0: 89. So. 1988. <laughs> Billy Napier, dude, you can't do that.
1: Oof. Yeah, that's a that's a very, very nasty loss. And I mean, just two weeks ago, this team hadn't won a, a SEC game since what, nineteen versus Missouri, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe now they won ago. two. Now, now they won two in a row for the first time since I think it was November eighteen, is what I saw. So I mean, Clark Lee. I mean, extension. I mean, I, I don't know how this I don't know what his contract looking
0: like, but look, you win five with Vandy, you've done something. I just want to say this everybody outside of Knoxville is going to be big fans of Andy getting the third straight win and knocking Tennessee down next week. Not going to happen, but no,
1: no. Um Tennessee will drop at least 54. At least 54. I'm thinking 70.
0: Yeah, I think that's possible. Here's here's uh here's the Here's the lesson of the SEC to me. You've got how many good teams do you think are in the SEC?
1: What are we defining as good?
0: I, it's I up like, to I, you, man. It's up to you. I think there's four and a half good teams in the SEC. Yeah.
1: Well, who's who's your half? Ole Miss?
0: Ole Miss is a half.
1: Okay. Okay. Then I think we're about we're about right.
0: Yeah. yeah. Four and a half. Yeah. Uh, because Tennessee's still good. Tonight sucked. But they're still a good team. Georgia's obviously good. LSU's good. Bama's good. You right. know. Um, so that's it. Uh, let's see. Well, wait, do,
1: it, do it in the reverse now. Who are the four, no, four worst teams or five worst teams in the SEC there?
0: A&M. Clearly.
1: They stink.
0: I mean, Auburn.
1: A&M, Auburn.
0: Vandy and Missouri, right?
1: and Florida would probably would be 5th or well I don't know is Mississippi state I haven't I'm not I am not allowed. they're sure.
0: okay I think they'd be they're like 7 or 5 maybe yeah so. okay anyway um yeah appreciate you guys all hanging out with us uh I think we're mostly caught up on things uh it is 11:30 and we have not really started writing so I feel like that's the thing that we should probably do like I just want to say I've made it through this whole day without complaining about it. Seriously, SEC, we're going to put Missouri and New Mexico State at 6.30 at night. I'm going to leave the press box for this game at 1 a.m. What do we doing,
1: man? You know, I was telling somebody in the bathroom, we need to – 3.30 got to be the latest game. We just can't do this. Like, there's there needs to be a, a point in the season, specifically when it gets cold. We're done with 6.30 games. 6:30 AM
0: be all right. I'll be there. You know, yes,
1: let's let's get us out of here. Let's be done with the whole day by noon. Be home
0: at lunchtime. I I would love that honestly. All right, so quick week this week. I mean, I think we're probably gonna have media day on Monday, 2:30 uh, on Friday. I mean, six days left in the football season, man. Kind of wild. Goes I, fast.
1: I think about it all the time. I feel like I just just started with with LaTeX stuff and now we're already here. So.
0: So, uh, all right. Well, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Um, if, if you were here with us through the whole thing, do me a favor, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel. I'll put the podcast up after this. If you're listening that way, share it on social media, leave us a nice review, say good things. Uh, we appreciate any of Gerard's relatives who say good things, but Hey, you don't got to be related to one of us to say good things. Like any right. of you could say good things about it. So we would, uh, we, we would like you to do that. We would also like you again, Coming up on Christmas season, the guys with 573Ts have been with us for a few years. But this show, um, they've they've sponsored this show all year. And I know this is kind of a, a thing that a lot of you guys, we see a lot of the same names here every week. So a lot of you guys have been here. Hey, go to 573Ts.com. Pick up a stocking stuff or pick up something for, for uh, somebody to help. Go buy yourself a Christmas present. And, like, I don't know what you guys do. Me and my wife are just like, yeah, this is kind of what I want. So just go get this. You know, it doesn't have to be a surprise. Just go get your own Christmas present. So uh, do do all your shopping at 573 tscom We will have uh, plenty of coverage tonight, snap counts and grades in the morning. And uh quick week, we'll be right back at it. Also basketball tomorrow night. Drew King will be over there. So thanks for hanging out, guys. Talk to you next time.